Hi, I'm Stephen Webb, host of Touring Heaven, your tour guide and traveling companion. And I'd like to invite you to come with me on a tour of heaven. A few episodes ago, we went on our first introductory tour to the Royal Teton Retreat in the etheric inside the Grand Teton in Wyoming. This time, we're going back, but there are going to be some surprises. This round is not an introductory tour. There will be tens of thousands of people of light there, like you, in their etheric bodies. Everyone will have their own story of how they chose and were chosen from over 7 billion people on earth to be part of this gathering of the elect. Elect means you choose every day to gradually become God. Everyone will be expecting to see and hear from Confucius teacher Lanto on the subject of wisdom. Everyone will be wondering, what does wisdom mean to me? And even if I have some of it, what do I do with it in my conscious life? Why does wisdom matter when few in our world really know what's going to happen next? Also know that we've already entered a specific series of tours where you'll meet the Ascended Masters who'll help you know what your soul's major is for this life. Just like you choose an academic major in a physical university, this tour is about what am I going to do on earth with the life I've been given. Everyone who'll be at the great gathering at the Royal Teton has already met El Moria as the first master in a series of seven. Lanto will be the second. Jesus, Gautama Buddha, and Kuan Yin, remember, opened their etheric retreats to more advanced students who have already figured out their soul major and have made real progress in mastery. So maybe you're thinking, how are tens of thousands of students going to pack into the amphitheater where we met Confucius inside the Grand Teton? Wasn't that garden amphitheater made for just a few hundred visitors? Well, yes. But expect surprises, remember? Okay, we're going to call our escort angels and we'll see what happens. But before we go, a quick note. If this is your first episode and you haven't heard the introduction for the Touring Heaven series, now might be a good time to skip back to it for an orientation so you have an understanding of how we get there. While we're waiting for the angels to arrive, you can look up for them. Let's get a few thoughts lined up for this tour. Remember I mentioned that Lanto was Confucius' teacher way back in early Chinese history. Lanto lived in our world as the first significant Chinese emperor, the Duke of Chao, between 1200 and 1300 BC, well over 3,000 years ago. The Duke of Chao was also known as the Yellow Emperor and is considered by historians to be one of the greatest statesmen in Chinese history. This ancient emperor was the architect of the Chao dynasty, and the true founder of the Confucian tradition. The soul of Confucius was a contemporary during that reign. Why the yellow emperor? The pure color yellow in the aura represents the vibratory frequency of the divine qualities of wisdom, illumination, and understanding of the mind of God. The Chinese people were and are meant to major in wisdom as their hallmark of excellence in God. Archangel Jophiel, the Archangel of Wisdom has his etheric retreat located in central China, just south of the Great Wall, near the city of Lanchao. 
Wisdom is really important to the Chinese people. But just like any virtue, wisdom can be inverted. Ignorance is the opposite or inversion of wisdom. About 700 years after the reign of the Yellow Emperor, Lanto was born again into our world as another ruler of China during the lifetime of Confucius himself, from 551 BC to 479 BC, or about 2500 years ago. Lanto was never as famous in history as his contemporary student, Confucius. But Lanto's standards of practical application of the wisdom of the mind of God in the orderly and respectful governance of a nation, of the arts, education, and the family, were the primary inspiration for Confucius and his formative long-term influence on Chinese culture. An interesting example of Lanto's mastery some 2,500 years ago was his determination to illustrate the existence of the threefold flame that he and you have just behind the physical heart by making the pink, yellow, and blue flames glow visibly through his chest. The purpose was to offer living proof that the threefold flame in people of light, as in past and coming golden ages, is the word of God made physical, and that it can be expanded and intensified by the devotion of the adept. Lando himself was taught for eons in prehistory by an even lesser known adept, Himalaya, the ancient master for whom the great mountain range is named. So put this all together. A retreat for the Elohim in far west China, a retreat for the Archangel of Wisdom in central China, Gautama's retreat at Shambhala in northern China, retreats for Kuan Yin and Maitreya near Beijing, and the ancient historical influence of Lanto and Confucius on Chinese culture and match this long-term effort of heaven against the reality in China now. You might have a sense that heaven's original hope for the Chinese people has been temporarily thwarted. Undeterred, the ascended masters and archangels have adapted to the physical reality and now place their hope and great effort in the West, principally in America, where there are also many retreats. Okay, the angels are in sight now and about to arrive, but quickly, Think of this. Go back further into prehistory, far earlier than any historic dynasty in China, and understand who Lanto originally was. Where did he come from? Lanto was there, standing in one of the front rows of the devotees of Sanat Kamara on Venus, when Sanat Kamara volunteered to be the only light of God on Earth, this planet where all light had gone out so long ago. Venusian-hearted Lanto was there with Gautama, Maitreya, Jesus, and Confucius, and the 144,000 who volunteered to go to earth with Sanat Kamara. Remember, we will not leave you. We will go with you. Lanto signed on to that promise for the rescue mission. None of us knew what we were getting into. So as we go to visit with Lanto and Confucius, stretch your awareness beyond Chinese culture to Venusian origins of the generosity of the 144,000 volunteers. Be sensitive to their great hope that in America, the wisdom of the mind of God will be welcomed and championed and made practical and useful in a self-transcending golden age civilization. Even though the ancient rescue mission began first in what is now China, much has been learned 
and there is now an overwhelming impetus, after all this time, for the victory of love, loyalty, and wisdom in the West. Oh, look up! Here are our sapphire blue and bright white angels with strong arms and a perfect awareness of where we're going to a great gathering of light at the Royal Teton Retreat. From high in the starry night sky, we form up with our angels over the Teton Range, circling the Grand Teton and the rivers below, reflecting the light from above. Tens of thousands of souls of light have arrived before us and are being directed by angels and masters, not through the bronze double doors near the summit, but into a great amphitheater above ground on the other side of the mountain. We hadn't seen this on our previous visit, maybe because we were so focused on landing on the snowy ledge. Now we're looking down on an amphitheater designed for and filled by tens of thousands a full house on a clear, warm, starlit night in heaven. Compared to our first visit in the snow, this is just fine for a big outdoors evening event. Because we're in our etheric body, not our physical or emotional, there's a steady sense of order as the angels hand us off to waiting masters just above the seats assigned to us. Comfortably seated, looking around, we can sense a feeling of camaraderie around the amphitheater. Everyone from around the world at about the same stage of learning are here, so no one's feeling ahead or behind. Look at all of them, sons and daughters of God, old souls from Earth's school of hard knocks. It feels like this is our class, our scattered group from that battle-worn old schoolyard brought in for a new briefing. Somehow I think we'd recognize each other if we met back in the physical. There's music, angels above and around us, grand and triumphant choral music, upbeat with the anticipation of that feeling of victory. We're going to be partly responsible for making victories happen on a greater scale on earth, though none of us yet can exactly say how. The angel's music of triumph swells to a close, and we all rise as Lanto strides onto the platform at the center of the auditorium. We remember Confucius as the firm grandfatherly teacher. Now, Lanto comes across as every bit as the dignified emperor with fire in his eyes. His eyes say he's seen it all, unfazed by the long history of the evil ones, the angry rebels' interference with life on earth. He's earnest and determined to back the pure ones who need God's wisdom. Quickly now, this is going to be different from our previous visits to the other retreats. This is a delivery from an ascended master with the precision of the mind of God. He'll move fast from point to point, and if you don't have a complete understanding, it's okay. He's expecting you to inquire about it later. As your tour companion, I'll take a few notes so you can see the points you might want to check on later. Expect the unexpected. We all stand in reverent silence. Lanto offers an invocation to the one God present in each of us, praying for the balanced increment of wisdom to expand within us. A pause as he looks around, reading auras. And then he begins. Most gracious ones, welcome to the Royal Teton Retreat. Welcome 
to our midst. For we have awaited that coming of those among mortals, who have determined that they should become immortal, walking yet in veils of time and space, observing the law of disintegration within the entire human race. You have determined with the Apostle Paul that this mortal must put on immortality. This corruptible must put on incorruption. Lanto gestures evenly with both hands for us to be seated. Stepping forward, he continues. How do you put on incorruption? Oft times you pass through the halls of the royal Teton, and there, in various planes of being, there, set aside for you according to your own level of attainment in wisdom's ray, you are tutored and taught by elder brothers and sisters who move on before you, pressing back and back those momentums of ignorance of the law of life that have allowed the law of death to become the law of existence upon earth. There are study booths within our retreat where students may study alone, and some do for decades as they rise from the screen of life in meditation upon the word in science and religion. Theologians who have not known or understood the fullness of the mission of the avatar Jesus Christ will sometimes spend years and years calculated in your time, putting on those simple concepts which come so easily to souls of light in your midst. These are sincere devotees of the way of Christ, and gradually, little by little, they excel. They come to understand that the wisdom of Christ becomes truly a self-awareness in Him through the great love that is imparted. Each day is an opportunity for the soul to gain an element of his eternal mastery. You do not pass in one moment from the human octave to the divine, but step by step you climb wisdom's golden stairs. Study yourself to show yourself approved unto God. Secular and spiritual knowledge gained daily, internalized and built upon, will produce wisdom. Wisdom comes from observation, from observing oneself, one's people, one's nation. It comes from opening one's eyes and seeing the repetitive snares of ignorance all around one, and then seeing the bright future that is also an option for humanity. This option can become reality when people like you determine to break out of the mold of the ordinary and to recognize the extraordinary potential of the human soul when that soul is endued with the living presence of God. This presence interpenetrates all worlds, available for the asking. There is a natural order in universe, and there is a spiritual order in universe. The glory of the terrestrial is one, and the glory of the celestial is another. The flames of God are of the spiritual order, and these, by the grace of God, penetrate the natural order with the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. This is how, through the ages, a few dedicated souls could bring a civilization to new heights. So let it be done again.
For you know the power of the 10,000 times 10,000. You know the way of freedom. Lanto walks to the edge of the stage and looks more intently at us. You see, then, there are things to be built. Things to be built whose construction, begun on earth, continues in etheric octaves. For some of you, transition will be a mere breath, and then a new breath and a sigh, and on again with the work at hand, with scarcely a break in the measured beat of the artisan or the heart. You are so close to the start and then the end of life, and in the etheric retreats, the onward movement of the building of celestial cities is ongoing, and there are places where all these things that you contemplate can be contemplated, because we are free of war, free of hate, free of the rolling tides of energy that must always and always be transmuted in these lower octaves before you can begin the day again to strike some noble purpose for the Lord. Then Lanto smiles, as if remembering an old joke. There are many who have knowledge of tomes of wisdom that go back as far as Lemuria. But these ones, beloved, though they have the mysteries, unless they have love, shall never be empowered by wisdom. Humility is to know that God is all in you that you need not strut this reality, for it is indeed the reality of all sons and daughters of light who cherish the God presence. Knowing that the allness of God is yourself, is you, beloved, you can be generous with that allness. Not only is it an allness, but it is an allness that is constantly being refilled, refilled by the kindling spark on your heart's altar. The master turns on the stage, as if he picked up someone's thoughts in the audience. Oh, yes, those are the wisdom, Ray. Do balance that wisdom by the brilliance of the sapphire power of God's will and the intense rose of love. Thus, in this threefold flame, I did teach my disciples in ancient China and did also teach Lord Confucius the way of the revealing of the inner light, letting that light shine then from my heart. Now there's a collective gasp from the audience. A light is glowing in the center of his chest, clear through his silk robe. Now it can be seen rotating as yellow, pink, and blue. It expands gradually. So now the master is standing comfortably on stage inside a nine-foot-high sphere of light. He continues as if nothing had happened. Thus, those who were with me had impressed upon the memory a goal, that goal to raise up the flame of liberty, that threefold flame of the heart, and to do so until that light in such a shining splendor would call home all those who are of the Ancient of Days, of Sanat Kumara, the reception of the consciousness of God, as though one's physical form, one's mind and one's consciousness were wholly permeated by the sacred fire or energy of creation, will produce in one's total being the godly estate that is desired, the infinite mind of God, as it descends into the finite world. 
you will find that there will be an awakening within your soul of your experiences in the heart of the great central sun with your twin flame in the beginning. And therefore, you will remember why you have come, what you were sent to do, what was the point of your origin and your destiny. You were born sons and daughters of God to bring the full complement of the father-mother to the evolutions whom you would reach. But when? Now our Confucius would tell you of his dream of tomorrow, and I sit and I listen also for his heart, so full of love for you. Hear the one from ancient China. Hear the one who now serves you as the hierarch of our retreat, for he has come also with me, bearing a scroll, the lovable, noteworthy one whom you have all known, Atlanto's word, Confucius, enters the stage and stands to one side behind his teacher. The practical side of the culture of America comes from the causal body of Confucius. Now and then banned and then popular again, the fallen ones seek to use him in China. Had he been heeded, so China should never have fallen. But here in America... His dream of God-government is a flame of illumination that lights the way of those who follow St. Germain in a buoyant freedom. Lanto looks around and pauses before he smiles, bows to us, and asks Confucius to take his place at the front of the stage. Confucius knows everyone in the audience and is beaming, overjoyed. Everyone stands and applauds the master, which makes him laugh. He looks pretty spry for a grandfather as he gestures for us to be seated and begins. Most gracious ladies and gentlemen, I address you in great joy. The joy of my heart is the flower's anticipation of the morning light. Come again to kiss the petals, blossoming only as a tribute to her God. My heart's reaching forth to you is as a flower reaching to the sun. And my dreams are forged and won from an ancient travail over many lifetimes, attempting to secure in the governments of many nations the ideal of God and the life of the inner etheric cities. There's a soft murmur of agreement in the audience about the ancient travail. He reaches out to us. You look to heaven for encouragement. Ours is here and now, in every precious brow, wiped by angel hands. Therefore, I say, if I may say so, with Lord Lanto, I would see this land become a hub of life and activity, a focal point of political and economic discussion, a pursuit of the mind of Francis Bacon and of Thomas More an understanding that the true economics have never been defined or practiced, though many have approached. Yet even the approach of a sterling standard can hardly provide the answers of how to go about the surgery that is necessary on this economy, that the patient might survive. Yes, let the discussions on God government continue. Let the sacred heritage be known. Let every one of you 
be able to come to me and pass my test on this constitution of this land, the United States of America. These laws are divine laws. They come from the schools of the brotherhood. They're enshrined for your freedom. And to preserve each article, you must have a greater love, a greater love for the structure as well as the foundation of a nation. We have been now for many years preparing your chakras so that you could receive in your respective fields the divine inspiration that might bring forth on earth the missing link. Yes, the missing link in all those disciplines necessary to carrying on civilization in a higher form. Let us set the standard of true religion in living, walking, moving beings of light, such as you are. Let us write in the atoms of the noble body of man our work of the ages, and then let us let it stand for all generations to come. I promise you this, that every master will come to teach you how to fulfill the unfulfilled dream of his heart. Let us start. Confucius raises his hands, inviting us to stand. Wondering what let us start means, we applaud both masters, and then moments later, Confucius explains that this class, this large body of souls of light here tonight, is as a wheel of sacred fire, expressing 360 degrees of the different aspects of God's divine qualities. As such, we're about to be invited to choose our major in life, our greatest interest, one of those 360 degrees of the divine qualities. The listening angels whom we hadn't known were assigned to study and watch over us all our lives now appear overhead, and then at our sides. The angels are gentle, extremely beautiful and gracious. They already know our strengths and weaknesses, even if we don't. And at their suggestion, each of us is invited to accompany them to specific classrooms, even personal study, for an introduction to an important subject that Lanto mentioned in his delivery. Remember when he said, And therefore you will remember why you have come, what you were sent to do, what was the point of your origin and your destiny. This is what we're being invited to study here with a master who specializes in this discipline, in your particular classroom at the Royal Teton. So study, and then take this to the next level, because you can. Here's your opportunity to learn why you were born and what the important goals are for your life. Once you study your options here, you've got to plan and then do it. That takes steady determination for the rest of this life. And if that seems a lot to ask... Ask yourself, what else are you doing for the rest of this life? Understand, for me, I've already been given my course of study and my assignment a while ago, which is to be your tour companion. I asked myself the question, observed what I like doing most, and now I'm doing it, because I love the step-by-step climb. Oh, and by the way, before you go to class... Here are the notes I got from Lanto and Confucius. Could be among some of the things you'll be studying. Ten points here. One, Lanto said, You were mortal for now, but had determined to be immortal. That's why among seven billion plus on earth, 
you are here. Two, he said, immortality doesn't happen in one moment, but step by step. You study it to show yourself approved under God. Three, wisdom comes from observation, and by the penetration of the presence of God, just a few dedicated souls of light can bring a civilization to new heights. Four, unless you have love, you can't be empowered by wisdom. Five, you can be humble and generous with your allness. The allness means balanced, refillable qualities of love, wisdom, and power in you. And six, there was a moment when Lanto said, letting that light shine then from my heart? It was actually literally the visible threefold flame shining through his chest. He mastered this in his last lifetime on earth. Seven, the big one for you to ask about later was when he said, with your twin flame in the beginning. Who is your twin flame? What does that mean? Then eight, Confucius talked about the concept of God government and that you'd be tested on the U.S. Constitution because it reflects a set of divine laws. Nine, he mentioned preparing your chakras over many years. Chakras are receiving and radiating spiritual centers in the anatomy of your etheric body. The Bible describes them as wheels within wheels. And ten, he said, let us set the standard for all generations to come. So, there are the notes. They might help in class. And if you're wondering how your conscious mind is going to recall any of this in the morning, Confucius mentioned listening angels. Think about asking them to speak in symbols or pictures that work as prompts or reminders. Angels can do more than listen. So for now, just like at college or university, you're heading across campus to work on your major with your angels and tutoring masters, and I have lots of prep work to do on my own major. As a preview, I can tell you that our next tour, an introductory one, is to visit the retreats. That's another two retreats of one of the world's most innovative and famous artists, known centuries ago in his last life in our world as Paolo Veronese. For more than 300 years, he's been known in heaven as the Ascended Master, Paul the Venetian. His mastery is the divine quality of love and its practical application in civilization. His retreat is in one of the most beautiful locations you could imagine in heaven or on earth. A spectacular chateau, banners flying from the towers along the green wooded banks of the Rhone River in the south of France. His other retreat is in a surprise location you'll get to visit next episode. And as always, our reference book, an encyclopedia of sorts, is The Masters and Their Retreats. You can browse or buy it at AscendedMastersSpiritualRetreats.com. Thanks for being here in this great gathering with me. This event with our class of brothers and sisters of light in the presence of kindness, wisdom, and understanding. And knowing you'll be a frequent visiting scholar at this major university of the spirit here at the Royal Teton, I'll see you with our angels again soon for our next tour to the south of France. Always victory. <laughs>